0: nobody wants to die right but not not uh, nobody wants to be a slave right and we have an expression uh, in uh, Ukrainian uh, I will say that in Ukrainian and then you can translate it rabiv dorayu ne puskayut privit ya ivan kamenilich arkhitektor iz zakhidnoi ukrainy i vysluhuyete vans crow podcast
1: Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Today we're doing a special update. I spent a lot of yesterday evening looking through the news reports and trying to discern what's really going on in the Ukraine. I noticed that Western media would only show very small clips of what Putin was saying in his perspective, and you would hear vague um, assessments of how many people were killed, how is the war going, And very rarely did you see a regular person talking. I've always thought that the internet would have wildly opened up our ability to stave off a war. You could contact the people living in a war zone and you could say, what is it that you want? What is it that's going on around you? But when the Iraq war happened, that just never materialized. And in fact, what we saw where there were a lot of people that spoke their own language and lived within their own culture talking about these things, but you didn't see cross-border. Well, in this particular situation, I happen to be fortunate because the executive producer, Ben Anderson, is um, well connected in the Ukrainian world and in fact is studying the Ukrainian language. And so yesterday when we started saying, hey, maybe we should interview somebody from over there, he was able to go to his network and find a really interesting young guy that has uh, graduated from college, has hobbies that include traveling and hiking and um, orienteering up in the mountains of Romania, but he lives and works in Ukraine with his family. And so we got um, Valentin Manhur on the podcast and we just asked him questions that a guy that's living in a new war zone could help us to understand what is he seeing? What are the Ukrainians really feeling? So that that way we could get past what mainstream media wants us to hear and hear it from a citizen. We're gonna maybe do some more of these as the world unfolds. You know, we don't like to go into special coverage because we wanna just be up the graph focusing on long-term issues, but because this has such a large impact, not just on the lives of Ukrainians and Europeans, but ultimately um, has a potential big impact on the entire world for the rest of history, this is worth watching. So if you have ideas on special guests that we should interview, if you know a Russian, um, if you know other people in the Eastern European area that have been affected by this, know that we're very open to interviewing them and uh, and interested in giving them a chance to explain what the world looks like from their perspective. You will notice uh, very quickly that Valentin is a sweet guy who uh, is very intelligent and we're really glad that he came on to discuss his perspective. So without further ado, Let's head into this interview with Valentin Monhar. Valentin Monhar, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thanks a lot. Thanks for inviting me. me. Well, these are unusual
1: circumstances. We just got introduced a few moments ago, but you are actually living in Ukraine, which has been um, invaded by Russia, depending on where your perspective is. Um, why don't you just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and what's going on, where you are right now?
0: Uh, okay, so I'm a Ukrainian. I born here in the Western Ukraine. Uh, I'm 27 years old. Uh, I'm graduated from university like three years ago. My degree is like Geodesy, Cartography and Land Management. But now I'm uh, well, I chose other uh, things. I'm teaching uh, well, I'm a tutor actually, but I'm teaching Ukrainian language and Russian, uh, like on one of the famous platforms for uh, like uh, professional teachers and uh, and tutors. Uh, so I, I meet a lot of people like for the last uh, two two years, like of my experience. And in uh, the past I did a lot of hobbies, uh, as, uh, like orienteering, uh, like uh, hiking, uh, and once hitchhiking. So I travel a bit in Europe. Well, it's uh, a bit for me, uh, a little bit about me. Yeah. So where, where are you living right now? Uh, I'm living uh, in Western Ukraine. Uh, this uh, town, or we are saying city, is uh, around, uh, like it's called Chernitsi. Uh, it's a near to Romanian border. So it's so close to the, it's it's on the west. It's a western Ukraine. Yeah.
1: And so where you're at, have you heard explosions and seen soldiers and
0: this? Uh, and- uh, f- uh, fortunately, not. But uh, a lot of like my friends and people to whom I know, like who are lived in Kyiv, uh, they moved from there. So one of my friends from university moved from Kyiv he saw the Russian, saw the Russian air, aircraft, no, it's like planes.
1: Aircraft, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: aircraft. He saw the aircraft and it, like... The first time he saw that it's Ukrainian, but then he noted that it's it's Russian, and they like put the bomb in the in the on the north, like uh, in the Kiev region. So uh, and he decided at the time he decided to move from Kiev to the western Ukraine, like around 400 kilometers from Kiev. Uh, well, we for now we have a lot of refugees from other parts. Of Ukraine from the north, from east. I don't even know from where people are like are, like running, uh, like and who people who want to ex- escape uh, this war, like families with children. And uh, in my hometown, a lot of people trying to like a lot of volunteers try to help how they can like bring some food, mats. Uh, like uh, uh, the thing that you co- that you can cover when you when it's like, cold.
1: Okay, well, so let's uh, let's kind of start with um, what is your interpretation of what is happening right now? Were you surprised? My interpretation
0: is it's uh, it just uh, so uh, at first. Uh, n- I didn't expect that. I saw that uh, war will be continue on the eastern uh, Ukraine, uh, but I was really surprised uh, of that. And this, like, uh, like intervention, Russia talks like sovereign country uh, in this, like, in the central Europe. Like, uh, if we compare Ukraine with Russia, so we have a lot of uh, benefits, like uh, democracy, like uh, democratic elections. Uh, a lot of free, we can go to the protests, uh, and uh, the pol- police will not capture us. And based on all of those things, and Putin' ambition, like we have a uh, eight years of war on the eastern Ukraine and occupied Crimea. Uh, everybody know about it ab- about that, and uh, we didn't expect that we didn't expect that the Russia for a few months escalate uh, those things like collect the troops around the Ukrainian border. And it's like, uh, it's a horrible things. Uh, what, what's happening now? So y- 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 you, I can imagine in 21st centuries to have a war in the big countries with the huge population. That's one of the big, like, uh, the big countries in the world, like, and this, I can say this word, you can like edit that. Like he's scumbag, he's a fucking scumbag.
1: What do you think he wants?
0: He wants to like uh, to invite Ukraine and to recover like Soviet Union. Uh, that that's his ambition. And he's saying he's saying that Ukrainian uh, it's not a country; it's just uh, the part of the Russia. But it isn't true. It's totally isn't true. So everything what's happened, like uh, everything, starts from here. Like. Kyiv Rus, it's everything begin from the Kyiv, and like a lot of kingdoms, uh, that's called them, like uh, one thousand years ago. And yeah, I've been watching. Just, yeah, Putin I've been just,
1: watching a lot of videos about about like kind of the history, just trying to take a crash course. And when people look at the history of Russia, many of them say, actually, if you go back to like 900 A.D. Kyiv was its own capital and was actually much more powerful than Moscow and was actually the 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 cradle of this the this kind of civilization.
0: There wasn't Moscow there was there was nothing. Kiev just that so the they, the beginning and uh based on the history uh we this were not just uh starts like uh 8 years ago it started like for uh, many centuries ago uh, when the Russian empire like invite the uh, like some part of Ukraine and like uh, forbid the Ukrainian language we have like like terrible history when the Russia like try to simplify Ukrainian language and make it like closer to the Russian.
1: So you'd actually teach both Ukrainian and Russian I've heard people say, ah, oh, they're basically the same language. Do you agree with that?
0: No, I disagree. So I will give you an example. Uh, so do you know how, what the language is like uh, Spanish or Italian uh, or French-Italian? Uh, like based on the vocabulary, uh, this Latin language is a bit closer than Ukrainian with Russian. So Ukrainian closer with Polish language and with Belarusian, which now is like almost non-speaking in Belarus. So 62% of similarity, that's a different just, uh, 62% of similarity. And, uh, we have a, like gl- grammar similar, but the voca- a lot of vocabulary like, completely different.
1: And if one could read Ukrainian say, uh, would they be able to read Russian?
0: uh one who read Ukrainian will be... Uh, so everybody in Ukraine understands Russian language. Yeah, it's opposite. Uh, we let's say that everybody who read Russian in Russia, if they will able to read Ukrainian language, they, they don't understand Ukrainian if I'm talking so fast uh, and I'm using a lot of like different kind of uh, synonyms.
1: So you're a young man, and uh, this is a war going on that may impact your future. What? uh, How do you think this is going to play out? How are you preparing yourself?
0: Uh, Well, uh, for now, I don't have like I don't have a military experience or something like that. Uh, We have a contract army, a lot of uh, professional soldier soldiers. We also have like territorial defense, and uh, if they like, uh, if they will call me, so if the people, the government would say that uh, I should do something for, for that, uh, so then I should, for now, I'm just, I'm here in Ukraine, so... Oh,
1: yeah. And what is the situation with the fighting? I mean, I've definitely seen um, uh, photography and video from it, but I can't understand any of it. So as I watch a plane go over, as I watch a tank, I just have to trust that they say, oh, this is a, a Russian tank as opposed to a Ukrainian tank. What What is actually going on as far as like the violence? Uh, well,
0: Russia attacks from the south, from the Crimea from the Crimea Peninsula, uh, from the north, where the, from the Belarusian actually territory. They entered to Belarusian and they attacked Kiev from Belarusian and Russian territory. And uh, the Ukrainian uh, like army pretty strong and they trying to defend the capital at first and uh, on a lot of other directions. So they, uh, like, uh, there is, the Russian law lost it's like seven uh, aircraft uh, six helicopter. I checked the information uh, on the local like resources, uh, and almost I heard the last news. I heard almost one thousand soldiers. Uh, yeah, and they prepare. I had the news that they the Russian prepare like, like four hundred, like for forty five hundred packages for their soldiers, like for the diet, like so, soldiers who died. And a lot of Ukrainian military like, capture, like they catch uh, the Russian soldiers uh, after, well, they catch them and they film and ask them, where are you from? What are you doing here? And so on, then that was going on. And now it's key if the, well, I, I don't know a lot of specific vocabulary to explain some small precise things, what is going on. Uh, so if you have any question, you can like ask me that again if I didn't mention something. So
1: one of the things that I found interesting was I read Putin's, um, the transcript of his speech after he had begun the invasion into Ukraine. And at one point, he refers to getting rid of neo-Nazis and uh, people that have been propped up by the U.S. government. To me, this is an almost in, in, in like I can't understand what any of this means. To me, that's like uh, crazy talk. What what is the purpose of what he's saying, and um, wh- wh- how how do you interpret it?
0: It's like totally propaganda. It's totally untrue what he is saying. The people who are watching like uh, like BBC News, Deutsche Welle, German News, or other like famous uh, like New York Times, or even Ukrainian News, they they I don't believe uh that's a lot of things that he is saying i think he's saying uh like it's like just for propaganda there is no just people ukrainian ukrainians and ukrainian army they're trying to defense the country that's it there's no any nationalists and so on that's totally like untrue it's totally like that is bullshit so who are the people
1: Who are these people that he's claiming have declared independence from the Ukraine and that he's going in to like liberate or support there? You know, I watched him doing a talk where he had some guy um, stand up at a podium and he said, do you support the sovereignty of these nations that have broken away from the Ukraine? And the, the guy says, yes, I do. What is he even talking about there?
0: well this man uh, who answered to putin and scares them, it seems that he is scary putin and uh, agree with him by all of the uh, his uh, questions right right this man so i don't know about him i don't know nothing about him but they a lot of of them they just scary they putin he is like he's crazy his purpose that's Invites uh, this invite the country and show the whole world that uh, this power.
1: I guess maybe shaped uh, the question another way would be: We're being told that there are separatists inside of the Ukraine that invited the Russians in. D- is that true? Are there are there people that wanted Russia to come in?
0: I think there is probably a couple percents. Uh, who would like to, who wanted to Russian by like probably not more than five percent. It's not a majority. Like seventy or eighty percent, they they don't want this imperialism, this uh, Soviet Union regime. Like here in Ukraine, it's just uh, about this like separatists. It's just a propaganda that they are once independent and so on.
1: And what do you think Putin is going to do? Do you think he's going to try and annex all of the Ukraine into Russia and then you'll be considered a Russian in the future?
0: No, don't say that anymore. Nobody will not consider it as a Russian. Yeah, because it's, uh, yeah, he would like to. He would like to invade the, the half of the euro how this was in the past, in the last century, if you learn the geography, uh, pardon me, uh, if you learn the history, what was, uh, what was in the last century. Now he's like uh, Hitler. He's a Hitler who tried to like annex the part of the sovereign country as Hitler did in uh, with uh, Austria what
1: is your interpretation of um the fact that when when the ukraine was attacked by russia that the us didn't um you know drop paratroopers in or that nato didn't uh, contribute were you expecting that other countries would immediately come to your aid
0: uh, well that's a good and it's perfect that's uh in many uh countries as like UK, United States, and NATO, they help a lot by uh, those like javelins and others, uh, like military equipment. That What they are sending that before that, they prepare uh, to that. And I expect that uh, the, the other country who now like stop this system sweep. I don't know a lot of, about this system, but it will completely... Uh, like that will be good for for defense Ukraine to make like Putin like more, that's what I expect. I think they, uh, well, a lot of Ukrainians thinking why they are not doing those uh, hard sanction. We're not expecting like some, like some troops from NATO. We're expecting the hard sanction to the Russia and probably land lease. I, not, I don't know a, a lot about that but i heard is something related with uh like unlimited uh like support with the with the equipment with some like patreon and so on i don't know a lot of, uh, a lot about that but it's one the ukrainian last pre- president president poroshenko talked uh, talked about it so I'll blend list blend list if i not wrong. Sure.
1: It's an interesting thing. So, I actually work <clears throat> on a board of a small bank in the United States. And uh, I was surprised when they did a bunch of banking sanctions. We're going to freeze the assets. So, if your money is already in our banks, you'll go to log in if you're from Russia and you just won't be able to get access to it. But the SWIFT system is the ability for a company that's making a large sale to be able to basically confirm that the person they're about to to wire money to agrees. yes, I'm I'm the person you say that you that you think it is and that uh, will confirm receipt that this money has been sent. And so it's it's a payment system, but it's more of a communication system. And when they didn't take that down, it meant that Russia could still participate in the economy and the sale of things like fuel. To Germany, which is an interesting thing, because the Germans might really be upset that Russia is invading the Ukraine, but not so upset as to risk their ability to buy uh, gas from Russia. is is my interpretation of it.
0: Because the Russian, they really scare about the if if this situation will touch to each each person in Russia. uh, If the rubble will like fall, and they will not able to like buy some simple things and they will go on the street and do this some protest, because like, uh, just in this way, they can understand uh, what is going on because there is a huge propaganda. Uh, Some like smart people who are not watching like uh, those channel, like Central Russian channel, they are really sorry, they are crying and, uh, but there is a, there is not a lot of people. Yeah. So how would you
1: rate how your government has responded to uh, Russia being invaded? Were they prepared in the ways that they should have been? And, and how are they reacting now?
0: I think they're they re- they reacting pretty well. Uh, so I don't wanna judge uh, the government, they are doing the, what they can. And it's the best thing so we think like everybody should do something not just the government the volunteer and the all of the nation all of Ukrainians. so I'm not I, I'm not I'm not going to judge them they are they are doing well they prefer a lot of things uh, they accept the laws that uh, people can defend themselves like defense, uh, like territorial defense. So it, it, yeah. So, as you're
1: looking at um, the way Russia has invaded, have they been rounding up civilians? Do are civilians worried about being caught in this whole situation, or is it more soldiers fighting soldiers? Uh,
0: at the beginning, yes, but they shot. Yeah. Now I heard that. No, they, on the internet, there is a photograph by one of the photographer, that man like uh, standing on his like knees and crying on the diet, like, like civilian and crying and his car like destroyed and uh, like everything around him destroyed. And in Kyiv, uh, they uh, like put the bombs on the civilian, like on the building. Now they are uh, they are don't care. They're trying to destroy like infrastructure, like fights to fight with the army, with army, and uh, put the bombs to the civilian. They're doing what they want. They want to destroy everything. They want to scary. At first, they want to scary, and they want us to, to panic in this situation.
1: It seems like you have strong resolve. Do you have plans for what you're going to do? Are you going to stay put? Are you going to go seek family out or try and get to where friends are?
0: Uh, well, as I said before, we will try to help like refugees. Probably we can donate blood. That what my friend did uh, yesterday. One of the one of them did that. We can do that. Donate blood, uh, help refugees, uh, um, and people who want to leave, who, who are scary, like, they can, they can leave. But the men from the young, uh, from young 18 years old to the 16, they can't leave country now, based on this, uh, I don't know how to call this, uh, time, when the government did uh, this laws. Is there a,
1: is a kind of a draft like where they're bringing people into the army that maybe weren't didn't originally sign up, but now we need you, so we're going to they call it conscription, where they bring you into the military.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, well, I didn't get the question really. Can you please say it again? Well, thing?
1: do you feel like the government is going to conscript young young men into the military? Yeah.
0: Right, it's opposite the the people, not the young men. But the people who had experienced like 30 years, 40 years, who been already uh, experienced by war, uh, or just a military like servant, they just uh, come to this uh, like department, military department, and they are staying on the line waiting uh, for like the command what they will do. The people don't. Uh, the government don't need to like catch people and like force them to the military. For now, we're hoping um, the professional army, not the amount, not the huge amount of people, but less amount professional army uh, will defend the country. But other, but other will like, help them from the inside, doing a, a lot of different stuff. We're not talking about uh, like uh, to do like this, those uh, things like, well, I'm stuck. (laughs) It's
1: okay. You're doing great, man. This is, this is fascinating to me. And I have to say, it's been very frustrating um, as a person that thinks like, oh, well, we have the internet. I can get any information about what's going on that I want. And what I find is that in the American news, or at least in the English speaking news, that um, there it's, it's so vague as to be um, difficult to know what's really going on. So they'll say there are a lot of casualties instead of there's 10 casualties or there's 10,000, right? But if you just say a lot, people in their minds just have to imagine whatever that is. And so there's, it's very difficult. It's a fuzzy view of what's actually happening there.
0: But to the like uh, like usual local or like American or like doing his job and back to home and they are trying to understand what is going on. Like simply a lot of people on the street, they are following the news unstop, unlimited. I think it's like uh, you need to for a few hours to leave the phone and doing your job and follow the news, follow the commands, but still uh, continue living the life you lived before. That's hard to do. I'm a Ukrainian tutor, and it's like, vid- it it's, isn't video editing, so you need to communicate with people, but it's it what's hard. A lot of them who learn Ukrainian there are Ukrainians like from diaspora, if you know this word.
1: Yeah, there are people that have left the country and now they're trying to continue in, yeah. in their Ukrainian so they can stay connected with the culture.
0: Yeah, and they I impress a lot that a lot of like foreigners learn foreign Ukrainian, so it's a good example for uh, even for Ukrainian to uh, if, so I'm continuing answer, uh, answering your question. Um, now you can see, uh, I didn't see that, but uh, a lot of people who joined to territorial defense uh, with in uniform uh, a lot of refugees so I didn't see them but I think uh, tomorrow I will because I can't stay here. I, I was shocked my mom my mom called me at the early morning and he just he, he just he uh, just like woke me up by call and I pick up the phone and answer. Uh, what? What is? Why you call me? It's like so early. You did. She told me you didn't see what is going on. Like Russia invited the uh, the Kherson, the uh, city uh, on the north of Crimea, and I was shocked a lot. I didn't. So, I think he will not. Uh, he. I think he just scared the people. But he's. Yeah. And. Uh, what else, uh, at first they put the bombs to this like strategical like aeroports uh, where, where is there some Ukrainian base and weapon, they put the bomb there. But the Ukrainian, how do you say? Oh, give, give me a second. It's a good word. I just look for this word. okay intelligence
1: yeah so it's like a knowledge of the other side what are they doing what are they thinking about yes yeah they
0: they prepared to that they was ready yeah They, what message they, they, do you think
1: the world yeah. should take away from this do you think that Putin so one of the things that you hear in the u s is that uh if Putin could he would march straight from the Ukraine into Poland and uh and and continue on to try and grab more land do you think that's a possibility
0: uh, everything is possible right like to be the like optimist and to understand really what is going on uh it's hard to do it's pretty hard to do because ukrainian army isn't is small country is isn't isn't small army at the beginning and experienced by war for eight years and prepared so it's hard but the the united uh in, European Union countries, like Australia, USA, and other democratic, democratical countries, uh, they should uh, respond and like place sanction, by support to Ukraine anyway, because it's it touched to everybody, even to you.
1: So you're saying you you believe that people around the world should be really supporting the sanctions, anything they can do to get Russia to back down, because if you don't get them to back down they, then this will continue to impact people even not living in the ukraine
0: yeah especially people in poland uh in romania uh in uh, baltic countries because they they are a small one and and so on yeah
1: so there's a lot of talk about um the the fact that if the ukraine had been a part of nato then that would have been one of those triggering events where you attack one, you attack us all. Why was Ukraine not a member of NATO if that would have, you know, preserved them in a situation like this?
0: Why Ukraine on the NATO? Good question. Um, the so you know we are thirty years independent country, right? Uh, but anyway, the politics. And uh, all the polit- like politics before, they didn't do that. Uh, probably the nation, the people before. Uh, they, we had the first revolution, like in 2004, uh, when the pro-Russian uh, like president, they like falsificate. I don't know if it's, if it's the right word. Falsified? Like, falsified election. And we have the first revolution, and from that time, people like the Ukrainians show that we're not like a a Russia. We're not like a Russian. uh, But we we did what what we did. So uh, that's it. Would be great to join the NATO, I think, as a Romania, and I don't know which year. in 1997 or in 2000s, but uh, before this time we don't even we we wasn't we were not ready to that. At the time when the Romania and uh, Poland and other Baltic country joined to that, they did uh, like their best uh, good uh, political reforms. Based on that, they Uh, they uh, were able to participate and join to the NATO. But we are not, unfortunately, as Georgia, uh, as Moldova, you know, those countries. So
1: let's change gears instead of talking about the big, grand uh, Mm policy this but let's talk about your experience of this um if, if you don't mind what are you mm-hmm. feeling are you scared right now do you worry for your life or the life of your family
0: uh more or less uh of course they you have know, like things so n- nobody wants to die right but not not uh, nobody wants to be a slave right and we have an expression uh, in uh, Ukrainian. Uh, I will say that in Ukrainian, and then you can translate it. "Rabiv So uh, I can translate it as "the slaves can be in heaven."
1: Right. So, what about the rest of your family? Do are they making moves? Are they? Do you live near your family uh, right now? Or are they in other parts of the country?
0: yeah i'm with my family for now but we are thinking. uh so i can go somewhere like out of the country uh but my family they can so like my my mom my younger brother my sister and my wife so they uh, can move but there is a lot of lines to the romanian poland border we have i have a lot of students around the europe who can help my family, have some friends in Europe uh, who can help them. But we have like a property, you know, we have like houses and uh, everything here. Like my parents build, build that for, uh, for years to leave that now and escape from the country where you lived uh, a lot of years. People get used to live here. So a lot of people, like my wife's colleague, colleagues, uh, they uh, moved to the neighbor country, European Union uh, country, Romania. Uh, well, we're we're thinking, we're trying to agree what we will do. Nobody knows what is going on in Putin's in Putin hand head
1: when the united states uh was attacked on september 11th all of mm-hmm. a sudden i would look around at people and they weren't just classmates or strangers all of a sudden we were americans mm-hmm. um that that felt connected do you feel that way with other ukrainians now that you're facing war together
0: of course and uh the question uh uh how are you now the question was like very spread sharing around, like, uh, around us, uh, around your friends. Uh, the question, how are you, which actually mean I love you. We can interpret that because uh, everybody, uh, like, see each other and everybody, the people with whom you didn't talk for a long time, uh, they call into you. They asking how are you from from the Ukraine, and everybody look united. Yeah.
1: Well, as we wrap up, is there anything that you want people outside of Ukraine to know about what's going on?
0: I think they, uh, I think they know what's going on, but that's a pretty important. Uh, that's like. On the, the first step to the third world war, and I think the countries, the European Union countries, some of them really careful that they don't want to like. To some set. they really, really careful. I think because of that, and I want to tell them if they will like ignore the thing that is going on here in Ukraine. Now it's war on behind their door, behind their doors so that's important thing to be in united to uh, to speak with the people to ask the question to support how they wants to do uh, like go to the like protest and force somehow uh, the government to help and because like uh, because it's a nation it's like in democracy countries like people is one of the important uh, and I would recommend people. I would advise them, and I would really want them to go, like to the like some government building, and force to do like more hard things, the best they can do. Well, many many of my students ask me if, and support me and give me an address that I can move to there. I. So, I'm just saying thank you, thanks a lot, I appreciate it. Um, and a lot of them are s- scary about that. Uh, well, well, that's- Valentin
1: Manher, yeah. I, ca- I cannot even imagine what it would be like to be in your shoes, but I can say, most of the time, we imagine that the internet connects us with people, and, but we overlook it, but I'm so grateful that you were connected with me through the executive producer, Ben Anderson, and you were willing to do this. And please know that anytime something goes on, if you uh, wanna connect with our audience, I would gladly have you on again to discuss. So be safe out there. and know you have a microphone here with us.
0: Cool, cool. Thanks a lot.